This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Uh, it's been fallow for certain occasions where Conrad Black wasn't with us, but he has rejoined us, the noted author, commentator, and historian. Conrad, how you been? I've been fine, thanks, John. How about you? Likewise fine, thanks. Uh, have you been traveling abroad? I, I've been six weeks of sumptuous lunches and dinners every day in London, and I have, um, I have, since I returned on Saturday, I've been attempting to recover from the shock that I received when I stepped on my bathroom scale. <laughs> I'm on, on, a, on a diet of mineral water, celery, and uh, lettuce, like a bunny rabbit. Really? Uh, so it was good then? Uh, not necessarily shocking news? Oh, no, it was, I had a delightful time. Fair oh, you, you did? Okay. Well, I'm curious to know then, uh, because of, you're over there uh, in the UK, and uh, you're our peripatetic correspondent here. How, do, how were we perceived overseas these days? Uh, well, Canada as a country is always... Uh, rather positively received, you know. It doesn't do anything to offend anybody, and and it's seen as a fair-minded, tolerant, good country, a rich country. All of which is true. We deserve that. And and uh, you know, we've never been in an unjust war, and we've never been seeking anything for ourselves in international relations other than just universal ideals. Um, so, so so we don't have any ancient enmities to deal with. Uh, but I would be misleading your listeners if I said that Canada was uppermost in people's thoughts amongst foreign countries or was regarded as a particularly colorful or flamboyant place, but it's regarded as a good place, you know, like a big Switzerland. Well, yeah, and yet there's this notion, uh, I guess, a perception that some of us hold that we're seen as international patsies. The Chinese are sort of kicking us around now, and, uh, you know, Donald Trump might have taken us to the woodshed on trade. Uh, I, no, I, think, I, I don't think we're seen as international patsies, but, uh, and, and the, everybody has problems with the Chinese. It's a kind of a bully nation. It's a, you know, an ancient country with a huge population and a semi-totalitarian government, and, and uh uh, every country and every developed country in the world has some level of problems with China. Uh, I, I don't think, and as for the United States in general, I think people feel that the, in the first place, the Americans aren't that oppressive compared to what the great powers of continental Europe and East Asia have been at times. And secondly, uh, that we do quite a respectable job of maintaining good relations with them without being completely subsumed by the United States, given what a you know powerful country it is and, and an English-speaking country. By the way, uh, did you have occasion, if I can ask, to uh, at least meet and talk with Prince Charles? Not with Prince Charles, no. I, I, I met a couple of the lesser royals, but I, I certainly made the rounds on the political scene, so I, I, you know, which is a little more newsworthy at the moment. I was going to ask, because Prince Charles was quoted, uh, I guess today, in the National Post, as saying, we've got about 18 months to figure out some plan to flight, fight climate change or we're doomed. Yeah, he's 
He's been saying that for years. I think it's a load of Codswell. I mean, I, by his previous count, I mean, I have great respect for Prince Charles, but and to the extent I know him, which isn't that much, but he's always very courteous and pleasant. But, um, you know, he, he, according to his previous warnings, Venice would be completely underwater by now, you know. I mean, you can only cry wolf so often. These climate change people have have squandered their credibility by consistently predicting uh, disasters. I mean, Al Gore wrote that the country of Tuvalu out in the South Pacific would be underwater six years ago. And in fact, uh, the, the water level has receded there. And it's in the tropics. It's not, you know, it's not because uh, of anything the ice flows are doing. Well, brace yourself with uh, Hurricane Barry pouring down on New Orleans. We're going to hear more of the same, so uh, I'm sure. Well, yeah, hurricanes hurricanes have been going on as long as there have been any any references at all to meteorology. So and that the intensity or frequency of them has increased is not clear. Conrad Black again with us, author, commentator, and historian. So you're in the UK, and you said you were talking about politics more than anything. I mean, what's uh, the situation? Is the UK finally going to leave the EU this I time for so. real? Yes. You see... Um, I think it's almost certain that Boris Johnson, who was our editor at The Spectator when when I was the owner of it, um, will, and prior to that was our correspondent in Brussels, uh, he he will be the next prime minister. And his position is he will make a serious effort to make a deal with Brussels, which will now be led finally by by a substantial person from a substantial country, the German defense minister, uh, Madame van der Leyen, and uh, who, who I think is very capable. And and uh, But if that doesn't work, there's no doubt they're out on the 31st of October. Trick or treat in Brussels. They will they will not ask for another delay. And uh, Europe can, if it wants to retain Britain in some sort of association, and I think this could be the beginning of a two-tiered Europe, which I myself have been calling for for 30 years, where you have political integration for those countries that wish it, but a common market with, for, for all of them without necessarily any uh, surrender of sovereignty, uh, rather like we've had with the United States. And, um, and, and if, 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 if the Europeans are sensible, they will take that deal, because Britain seceding from the EU would be as grievous a blow as the state of Texas receding from the United States, maybe worse. And uh, it's the second economy in the country after Germany, and the, the group of countries after Germany. And um, uh, but if they don't take it, uh, they'll be out. But that's not the end of the world. You have World Trade Organization relations with, with with Europe, and then they will then enter into comprehensive discussions with the Americans and Canadians, uh, and uh, both even the Democratic leader in the U.S. Senate, Schumer. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Says that he'll assist the president in a fast passage of a trade deal with Britain. Speaking of two-tiered operations, what do you make of the modern Democratic Party there stateside? I mean, uh, they're sniping at each other. All the shootings from within inside the tent, it seems. It's a shambles. It's an absolute shambles. It's a 360-degree firing squad. (laughs) 
And uh, when I left six weeks ago, Nadler was still going to uh, you know, plaster the White House with with uh, uh, with subpoenas dropped in such volume they you know they they need to throw them out of the doors of overflying aircraft. And uh, when I came back, he's pathetically calling upon Mueller, uh, you know, to answer a subpoena to testify. Mueller, who was supposed to be the the guardian angel of the Democrats who would undermine Trump is now seeking the help of the attorney general, Trump's attorney general, to prevent having to appear as a witness before the Democrats, whom he tried to serve by sandbagging the president, but couldn't find any evidence. And and when I left, uh, Nancy Pelosi was still saying that the southern border situation was a fake crisis. And while I was away, she, as she put it, reluctantly, uh, voted $4.7 billion to build the wall. I mean, they're in full retreat. The whole thing is just an absolute farce. Well, and the extremist wing there with uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Elon Omar and whatever else, I mean, they're really guiding this well, boat. Well, they're, they're completely off the wall, those four. <laughs> but, the, but even the, the mainstream candidates, apart from Klobuchar, the lady from Minnesota, Senator, and, and, and Joe Biden, uh, the rest of them are, to some degree or other, up to their eyeballs in calls for absolutely open borders, doubling the top personal income tax rate, the green terror, which would horrify even Prince Charles with what they want to do, uh, and, and uh, legalized infanticide, never mind abortion. The child will be born, separated, sitting there, a live human being, and then we'll decide whether it has the right to live or not. Uh, I mean, this is, uh, unlimited reparations for every non-white person in the country. I mean, the whole thing is madness. The American voters will not touch any of that. And the uh, the only person uh, that they are attaching any hope to amongst the sensible Democrats, which is surely the majority of them, is poor old Joe Biden. Now, you know, Joe has a hot air balloon for a brain. He said, at least he's not an extremist. <laughs> well, what you're saying is the other parties are uh, more or less uh, out of the mainstream, meaning the other principles there in the Democrat Party, of which I guess there's yeah, about 24 look, now. Trump is following Napoleon's maxim, don't interrupt the enemy when he's in the course of making a mistake. Mm. So he's not talking about Pocahontas and you know saying what a dimwit Biden is or anything. He's not talking about them at all. He's letting them shoot each other up in the hope that they actually sign on to some kind of a platform that, that, that includes these insane ideas. I mean, here is Kamala Harris attacking poor old Joe for, for not being a supporter of school busing. In 1972, McGovern ran for the Democrats against Mr. Nixon, promising to bus, that's to say use buses, to take school children all around every metropolitan area in the country, regardless of their parents' wishes, to make sure that every school had the uh, equivalent uh, division as between white and black students of the metropolitan community as a whole, uh, even though it would mean taking millions and millions of, of children far away from their homes so they couldn't walk to school and back anymore. I mean, it was an insane idea that contributed importantly to Mr. Nixon setting the record that still stands for plurality. Uh, he defeated McGovern by 18 million votes. And and uh, if they go back to that kind of thing, Trump will beat Nixon's record, although the electorate is almost twice as big now. i got to la- ask you finally, I mean, uh, Trump did lose his labor Secretary uh, Acosta because I guess the situation, the fallout from the Epstein thing, and Trump had mentioned, now uh, he says, well, Epstein was known around Palm Beach. I know that you've spent time in Palm Beach. Did you know this dude? Oh, yeah. 
yeah, sure, I knew him, yeah. You're kidding. So what was your read on him? Well, I knew him because he was a close friend, and, and still is as far as I know, of a director of mine, Leslie Wexner, the chief shareholder and founder of The Limited, you know, Victoria's Secret and all that, very brilliant businessman from Ohio. And um, you know, on the Trump, I mean, I knew Jeffrey a little bit, but I knew him in New York, and then I saw him a couple of times in Palm Beach, but just to have coffee with him, that's what he did. He didn't drink, so I didn't see him at any parties or anything. And, and, and I mean, I, I didn't go to parties other than in people's houses, and, where, and, and they did, you know, he, he, he wasn't on that circuit. I'm not saying that in a snobbish way, he just wasn't there. But um, he was a perfectly nice man to talk to in the way I talked to him. I mean, we just talked about business matters and things like that, you know. I hadn't, and he was at that point, as far as I knew, going out with my friend Ghislaine Maxwell, the daughter of Bob Maxwell, you know, who owned the Daily Mirror in London. Hmm. And, and and they they were rather a nice couple, I thought, but I didn't see much of them. On the matter of his relations with Trump, uh, they were somewhat friendly for a while, but keep in mind that uh, Trump threw him out of the Mar-a-Lago club. I mean, expelled him as a member for for making advances on one of his female employees there, so that 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 friendship, insofar as it existed, ended a long time ago. The the people who are going to who, who want to pin famous people on on Epstein uh, would have an easier target with Clinton. I would say I don't think they're going to get anywhere with Trump. Uh, but with that said, may I just add one other note here? Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I understand that Acosta had to quit because of the questions about whether he made too soft a deal in the plea bargain of 10 years ago. But uh, we've got two things here. I don't see that that deal having been made and the terms having been fulfilled, it's any of the New York prosecutors' business to try and reopen it. And, and, and I, I, you know, this, it was thin evidence from unreliable people. And Alan Dershowitz, who acted for me in my uh, uh, travails legally, was acting for Jeffrey and, and obviously did a good job. Uh, I don't – on what has come up in the public so far, I, th- I think Acosta's been pilloried. But, tr- you know, Trump's not shy about fire- firing cabinet secretaries. And if they become a problem to him, out they go, like, as if through a trap door, you know. Yeah. But, but the the, uh, the other thing is uh, the, the New York prosecutors have brought two new charges. It, uh, Epstein deserves the presumption of innocence like anyone else does. If they have a case, they can make the case if he's convicted, that, you know, he'll, then the consequences will be whatever the court decides. But I think that Epstein is being, I mean, I'm no great, if he did any of this stuff, it's appalling. But, I, you know, I, we, 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 you know, as the famous W.C. Fields uh, movie opened up, um, you know, uh, My Little Chickadee, I think it was, you know, uh, we, we, we try a man for a while before we hang him, you know. I mean, mm. well, let's have a trial, shall we? All right. Well, that's interesting. Uh, fascinating insights. Uh, thanks for taking us all over the map this afternoon, Conrad. Well, you, you led me around. <laughs> all right. I'm a fine leader. Uh, Conrad Black, author, commentator, and historian. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.